welcome everyone. This is Shannon, your beer mistress, and I'm here with... Ian. And I'm Jason. Jason, awesome. Welcome to Microbrew Review. This week, we are enjoying some delicious clown shoes chocolate sombrero, uh, which is just lovely. It's a Mexican-style chocolate stout. What does that mean? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, it's, it's a stout, all right. It's nice and, and robust, and uh, it's got a nice chocolatiness to it but not artificially so. Sometimes I think they add a little fake chocolate flavor to it, but this is, this is deep and rich, and I think the Mexican in this aspect is more the bite it's got going to it. It's a little bit of the uh, ancho chili that they put in it. Right, uh, and cinnamon and vanilla too, almost, mm -hmm. almost like a Mexican hot chocolate, but definitely cold. What do you think? Did you have some yet? Yeah, I had some. I think it's pretty good. I um, Yeah, I, I had only had it once before, but Clown Shoes does some really neat stuff, and so I decided to grab a couple of bottles. Yeah, I've had their uh, Hoppy hoppy Feet before. Yeah. It's nice. And uh, another one that I can't recall right now. But. Well, actually, most of their names are, are quite comical. They make a business of, as they say, not being pretentious. Um, and they definitely succeed in that regard. <laughs> so, I mean, they have um, a Tramp Stamp beer and uh, Lubrication beer and stuff like that. Wow. For social settings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happens when you get them all together? <laughs> it's well, a party. I don't know. Do they have a, a beer name that would uh, go with all those? <laughs> Pimp? Vampire Slayer? There you go. Really? Yeah. Are those real names? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're all the beers from Got from some, some evil twin-esque names. Not quite as unique, but... Uh, well, it's a little easier to find right now, too, I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was just name-wise. Though we could be spoiled because they're in Massachusetts. Um, Ipswich? which I have never been to Ipswich, but um, it could be that we're here on the East Coast and we're closer. And since n Evil Twin is more of a gypsy and he brews wherever he is. I get the feeling they're relatively new as well. Um, I don't think they've been around that many years. Clown shoes, you mean? Yeah, clown shoes. Yeah. So what are we doing today? Oh, you're going to make us stay on task? I want to <laughs> just sit and talk about why chocolate beer is delicious. We can talk about that. <laughs> Well, I think today we are going to do a little beer trivia. We are going to answer some listener questions. and uh, we're So listener questions the, from the first episode that we're yes. actually releasing to people. Well, we yeah. are, we, <laughs> there are. We already have listeners. Well, wouldn't you hope? No, actually what we have... There's great demand for our voice. <laughs> what we have is a fan base on Twitter and Facebook. And so we had them submit questions um, knowing that we were podcasting. And okay. so we so are... So pre-listener questions yeah. starting today. And now they are obligated to listen because we're going to be talking about them on our podcast, right? <laughs> Isn't <Yeah>. it? Isn't yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we're doing trivia. Is this a game or how are we doing it? What do we win? Um, you win beer. a refill of chocolate sombrero. Yes, that's a lie. <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> um, I don't know how we're going to do it. I... I have just some fun facts, I guess, that I was learning as I was uh, perusing the interwebs, as you would say, and I wanted to run them by you guys and see how much you know about this, this passion of ours. Uh-oh. I know, right? I'm really bad at trivia. You it's, do not want me on any trivia team it's like pretty much in existence, maybe video games. I'm good at hosting it. <laughs> well, no, Jason, I think what we want is we want you on our beer drinking team that has a trivia problem. That's def generally the way that it's... it's better yeah. utilized. Should I just, should I dive right in with some of the goodies? Well, so what else are we doing other than the trivia? Oh, 
come on now. I, I have these. Let's plan it out. Come on. I have these nuggets of goodness that I want to impart upon you. Mm, nugget, nugget. What else are we doing? <clears throat> I'm talking about some food uh, pairing options for the beer that we're drinking today or the beer that we're drinking every week, uh, which should be fun. Um, actually, it's kind of cheating, I have to admit, because the we reason. We already did this one. Yeah, the reason <laughs> that we've. Uh, tried this beer the first time is because of a of a beer dinner that Ian and I were hosting, and we had this magnificent dessert. One of the best desserts I've ever had. And we made it in a little kitchen in a basement of Valakinwood, which is fantastic. Um, but it was a chipotle molten lava cake. Chocolate chipotle molten. Uh, that's true. That's hey, I, chocolate is kind of a, a key ingredient there, isn't it? And when we sent out the menu. Someone brought a bottle of the chocolate sombrero to pair with it, and we were, you know, more than welcome to to try. We had a few of our own options, but uh, this one showed up as well and was a, a nice success, I think. I'm not going to say that you need to go so far as to make your own, you know, chipotle molten lava cake at home if you want to break open a bottle of chocolate sombrero, but the it's a it's an intense beer, so it can really stand up to some night like a big juicy steak, mm. um, some thicker sauces really good stuff don't be afraid things i think that maybe wine could never pair with because you know wine just even a nice deep red wine is not nearly as robust as this so cool are you ready let's do trivia are you ready let's do it oh my goodness all right one one last swig for good measure <coughs> all right so and if i were smarter i would have come up with something you know a nice multiple choice or whatnot but you've you've just got Bring it at us. You've got to go freeform here. All right. So do you know the most expensive bottle of beer ever sold? Let's say this. How much do you think it went for? Cricket. Cricket. $1,200. Higher. Wow. Jason? $10,000. Oh, he's a lot closer, actually. Uh, $7,686. $7, wow. And it was... For a single bottle? One bottle. It was called... Tutankhamen? I don't. I can never say it. King Tut. You know what's his name? Tutankhamen. Tutankhamen. Yes. All right. So that's what it was called, and um, University of Cambridge archaeologists uncovered uh, a recipe for beer in Nefertiti's tomb uh, in Egypt, and so they decided to go back, I guess, to Cambridge and to brew. To brew it. Uh, they only made a thousand bottles, but one of those bottles was sold at auction for seventy-six hundred dollars. Wow. And was it a charity auction? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very legitimate question, and I don't know. It seems like a lot of money for one beer that... You're probably not going to drink. Is, well, yeah. I also I imagine mean, unless you're ridiculous. it wouldn't taste anything like what beer is today for the most part. Well, and that's hard because have you had the dogfish? Yeah, they have the, uh, the Egyptian one. It's uh, not the sati. That one's the no, chai. No, it's not the Midas Touch. It's um. It's the one that has hieroglyphics on the bottle. <laughs> That's the one that it is. Yeah. That it's is a very unique flavor, and I don't know that I necessarily enjoy it. <laughs> well, that's because you're not building pyramids. Well, that's true. But it's a, it's a similar concept, I think, where they found this old recipe and they brewed it. Didn't they talk about this one on the, the TV show that they had, the Dogfish Head show that there were three or four episodes of or something like that? I think it was on... I thought they actually showed him going to Egypt. Yes, I think it was on that show. It wasn't Brewmasters, that's a different one. And also, remember when we watched the How Beer Saved the World? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was on, um, that was highlighted as well. Which, if you haven't seen How Beer Saved the World, uh, I highly recommend it. It's, it was streaming free on Netflix. Yeah. Um, well, I guess Netflix does 
too free. That's once you pay for the subscription, that's sort of the point of it. Also, a great, great book called uh, How the Irish Saved Civilization. You can pair the two and just beer and Irish together. That would be great. <laughs> it does make sense that they would be linked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The beer and the Irish? Yeah. yeah I'm kind it's of actually the same story, just told from different perspectives. <laughs> that's lovely. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Ireland hasn't just adopted beer on its flag yet. You might as well just embrace it as, as part of the culture of the, of the country. I think they have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next question? So, what is the strongest commercially available beer in the world? Commercially available. So, I'm guessing it's not, you Like know, it can lift the most cars? No. no. I mean, highest ABV. Okay. And I think the reason that it was quantified as commercially available is not what someone's making in their bathtub, you know? Because that's gin. <laughs> Sorry, this is the microbrew review. Uh, we're just asking for percentage or the name of the beer. Well, let's. What do you think the percentage is? Because Forty-two. I'm, holy cow! Is oh, it still I beer? Say, I was going to say twenty-two. Twenty-five, actually. Boom. Jason is close. Price is twice. right. Rules. I am. I got this down. Twenty-five <laughs> percent ABV. Yes, and believe so it or not, it's not one twenty minute because it's not eighteen or nineteen or something. 120 minute is hard because the longer you keep it, the more the ABV changes. So what it, when it's made, I think it's around 16. They don't even list it on the bottle. No, because there's no oh, way really? to know. Yeah, because it changes as know. it ages. Yeah, oh. which is great. I can't wait to try some of the older stuff. We'll have to, we'll have to podcast about that. That's eight years from now, if we're still podcasting about beer, we'll let you know how it was. Um, we, we could do that one on the air. That would be kind of fantastic. Yeah. It's actually Sam Adams. That makes this 25%. Wow. It's called All right. The there Tobias? is a stronger beer. Really? But it's probably not really commercially available. Okay. Tell me more. Uh, it's called Sink the Bismarck. I'm Never pretty even sure. Heard of it. Uh, and I do think it's about 40 something percent. It's basically like it's a 12 ounce bottle. It comes in a taxidermed squirrel or uh, oh, yeah, ferret. Oh, yeah. I, I heard think. about that. Uh, it's deliriously strong. And, uh, but. Like I said, it's not necessarily commercially available, which is why I said such an outrageously high percentage. Uh, and it's certainly not meant to be consumed by one person. As a beer would be consumed, it's more of a, of a whiskey, basically, that you would pour out small portions and share with friends. So you've not tried it yourself? I have not, and I would be delighted to get my hands on a bottle. But I almost thought that that might have been one of the most expensive bottles sold, just because it's high ABV and they don't, they don't make a lot of them. Yeah, this one says that the, a pint of the Sam Adams Utopias is $67. Wow. wow. So, I mean, that's... I'd love to find a bar with that on tap. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting into wine range. I mean, just with... That's more than wine well, range. That's no, no, I mean, in price. I mean, when glass. you go into a place, yeah. Right. I mean, the three of us would have to share a pint. Who are you kidding? Not because of the 25% necessarily so much as... <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. Uh, so this one was fun because of who we are and the lives that we have lived, but I wanted to run it by you and see how well you know it. Um, the first U.S. lager was brewed in 1840 by a man named John Wagner, and I was just wondering if you knew where, where in the U.S. Just give me the city. Philadelphia. Jason that's, is three That's what three. I would have guessed, but... <laughs> so good at this game. <laughs> I like that the man who declared, I'm horrible I'm at so trivia. bad, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, good at, I'm a good guesser. How's that? That's what it is. Well, either that or I'm horrible at asking questions, one or the other. I'm yeah, like you did, Jeopardy. You did I, indicate a little bit. <laughs> I, give, I give the answer in the question, just like Jeopardy. Um, but yeah, it was St. John Street in Philly, and he just opened a small brewery in the back of his house, and that was the first lager uh, recorded in the U.S., and he brought the yeast strain over from Bavaria they're crazy about loggers over there 
um, which if you read that book, The Brewmaster's Table, it has a great history of brewing in America. And it sounds like it was kind of rock star awesome up until Prohibition. Well, that's one of my favorite things about where we are now with uh, microbrews today is uh, we're coming back to that time period where, you know, in 1776 and everything leading up to it, basically every town had their own beer. They had some guy in town that brewed beer for the town. So there was always fresh beer, which is great. Uh, and then Prohibition happened and everyone had to shudder basically and then after that was when was kind of those global corporations took over and beer kind of went south for a while uh in my non-professional opinion well actually some <coughs> of it was because of government rules after prohibition they put a cap on the abv of beer so there's still a cap in a lot of states on on what percent you can brew and sell really what mm -hmm. is a cap typically i mean if there's an average or something uh i, would, I don't know what the average is i do know that in north carolina i want to say uh, you can't sell anything above like five or six percent. A lot of the can southern states. Can't sell it or can't brew it. You can't brew or sell it. Wow. Um, but isn't that where Cigar City is? I thought that was North Carolina. Well, maybe you can maybe you can brew it or distill it because I know um, a distillery in Tennessee that is in a dry town, so you can't actually drink oh. in that town. But they make all of their whiskey there oh, okay. or bourbon, I guess it would be. So I guess they can sell it, but they can't. They can't sell it in their own state, basically. We need a list of those so we know where we shouldn't Where move. we can't go. Yeah. We should do a trivia thing of state quirks. That would be awesome. Someone write that down. I mean, Pennsylvania would probably win for all of them, but... Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe not. No, there's a lot of, um, I want to say, more southern states that I've heard of recently uh, in, in my readings that have caps on the ABV that you can sell. And Utah drink. has some really... Isn't that's the Mormon state, right? Yeah. That, well, I can say that because we're in Pennsylvania, which is the like Puritan. Not the, yeah, we we have some pretty. I mean, we have some laws. of the worst liquor laws ever. When I when I go to places like Delaware or Virginia and I talk to them and you know, they see my Pennsylvania driver's license, they always say, "Oh, we're so sorry," <laughs> like they know how bad it is. Or they'll ask, you know, is it true that you can only buy? Like, hey, in Texas, they've got drive-through uh, liquor stores. That's awesome. Save you a lot of time. That that just seems like a DUI waiting to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> like, do they make you breathe into a breathalyzer before they're willing to? It's not drive-through and buy. <laughs> you can buy a bottle of something or a case of something. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, do you know which king is known as a patron saint of beer? Which king is a saint? Mm. Aren't they all closely related to God? English king? Does it matter? Can uh, you get a hint? There's a lot of kings out there. King Tut. No, <laughs> good guess based on our past trivia. Jason and I gave no indication on this one. King Henry the Third. Aww, Gambrinus. Is that a word? Gambrinus, absolutely. Okay. Uh, he was actually like a Greek god too, or something. I'm not sure. All I know is Dionysus. <laughs> the first true gastropub I ever went to was in London, Ontario, and it was called Gambrinus. And I thought that that was the most ridiculous name for a bar I had ever heard of. So you found out what it meant. Oh my gosh! Then it made all the sense in the world. And so why is he known that way? I. I I don't know. He's just the patron saint of, or oh no, Saint Arnold is the patron saint of brewing. Um, Gambrinus is the patron saint of beer. I'm not sure why is Zeus the king of the gods. But wait, how's it different, first. brewing versus beer? Well, yeah. Well, brewing is you know a. It's act, like a verb. Carpentry versus cabinets. House. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the patron saint of cabinets, yes. and the other is the. He's the carpenter. finished product. <laughs> The other one is the, the doer of the... Well, if you had to be the doer product. or the drinker, which would you rather uh, be? Clearly, I'd rather be the drinker. Otherwise, I'd be brewing beer and not talking. 
And there you go. Which is awesome because next week we are brewing beer, which none of us have ever done before. And I should I should preface that with a don't worry, America. We are not doing this alone or unsupervised. We, we, we are mostly <laughs> witnessing somebody brew beer. Right. We're probably going to drink beer while we watch him make beer and cheer him on and ask him. We a like lot sit on a lawnmower. I feel like that would be. That would be appropriate. Just in like a very American a trucker hat. Just if, sit there, watch him work, and drink beer. <laughs> if you showed up that way, I would take a lot of pictures for Facebook. That would be uh, amazing. They don't exist. Pictures of you in trucker hats don't nope. exist yet. We have a week. Unless I'm at a cake concert. We have a week. So that'll be a good time, but uh, yeah, we're going to learn how to brew from our buddy Verlin, who is probably the best home brewer I have ever met. He's He wins a lot of competitions, and just, I mean, he doesn't sell or distribute or anything. He just has a kegerator in his dining room. It's a nice little of, hobby. Yeah. Full of great beer. It's it's fantastic. So he's, I suppose it's cheaper in the long run? I don't know. It probably depends on how much you buy and the quality of what you buy. Um all right, here's another over-unders for the two of you. See who can get closer. Oh, for four. <laughs> How long did Prohibition in the United States last? Too long. Well, okay, that is obviously the Four amendments? Answer. I don't know. Four amendments. <laughs> I think it was more than that, even. <laughs> I was looking for a length of time. Yeah. Maybe. There are probably a lot of people yelling at their speakers right now. Right now, who yeah. clearly know the answer. Uh, I'm going to say eight years. Eight years from Jason. Ian, other than two long or four amendments, would you like to give me another measure of time? Uh, a number of moments. <laughs> Minutes. Enough time for the mafia to become powerful. Okay. A decade. Okay. Ian wins this round, actually. Uh, longer than a decade, even. Almost 14 years. Uh, it was, if you want to get very specific, 13 years, 10 months, 19 days, 17 hours, and 32 and a half minutes. See, somebody, whoever wrote this, was clearly <laughs> one of those people that was very frustrated and they kept a tally as soon as it happened and they were like, day one. <laughs> that would have been a great blog. Like, back in the 20s, if there was blogging, I would love to have that. <laughs> they invented computers just to track Prohibition's <laughs> progress. <laughs> just some, some lost journal somewhere. Day one. Probably. Prohibition. It's, it's built into someone's attic and they don't even know it's there. Along with the speakeasy bar that they built. <laughs> <laughs> you know we would, though I shouldn't say that, you know, in case anything ever happened. Yeah. Illegal. Do you know what brewery is owned by Fritz Maytag, a scion of the famous washing machine family? So like the Maytags, what brewery do they own? It's a U.S. brewery. That's the only hint I'm giving you this time. Mate. Russian River. No way. Total really? guess. I just looked at him skeptically. Oh, I thought you looked at him like, well done. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That, <laughs> doesn't, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> oh, come on now. You were what? Three for three or four for four earlier? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. You've we'll fallen off. We'll go with off. that. Exactly how it What's happened. the first letter? A. And I know you've heard of it. I know you have. It's not Avery. There's a... Uh... I'm not going to say it's logical. There's nothing about Maytag that would make you think Right. It. Well. Wow. So much silence. Yeah, it's bad for listeners well, that's because they can't see the steam coming out of your ears. we can uh I, I have no idea anchor brewing company anchor anchor steam or no anchor? i think that's a different one okay i've never i've never heard of anchor though. oh really oh. well then maybe i'm gonna have to look that up because i know i know anchor steam that's like a very reputable now i'm thinking of lots of a's there's a beta <laughs> yeah yeah no like what on earth is brewed with an a a beta a beta anchor Avery Allagash. There's uh, <laughs> they're all coming out. I would have thought. There's Allagash. another one in Pennsylvania. It's uh, it's out by the Yingling one. It's not Weyerbacher. It's not. Not Nottinghead. 
No, it starts with an A. <laughs> um, I was just naming all of the Philly breweries I could think of. I don't actually know where in Pennsylvania Yingling is. It's out by Harrisburg, I think. Okay, but not... Uh, I don't know. I guess if I were I mean, looking for brewing in Harrisburg, Yingling. I would end up in Trogues. I just, to me, Trogues is so much better than any Yingling I've ever had. I'm excited to go there now that I know how good Nugget Nectar is. Right. It's not like Mad Elf was a one-hit wonder for them. Like, I knew that's the first thing we found right. of theirs that we uh, were really in love with. Can we just talk about Mad Elf for a minute? Because it's amazing. Sure. Yes. That's all I wanted to say. I oh. love Mad Elf. It didn't take a minute to say it's amazing. Fine. <laughs> we can stretch it out for longer than that. When do they brew Mad Elf? Is that... Um, well, not yet. Um, it's Appalachian. Clear to Christmas time. Oh, Appalachian ABC. Bre- yeah, ABC. There's a couple of those around. Um, I know there's one in Harrisburg. We could go there next week after brewing with Verlin. Um, there's one in Gettysburg. I just passed a new one in Lidditz. So maybe, is that maybe a Central PA thing? I'm not sure. It's really decent. I mean, I, I like their seasonals. I'm not really a huge fan of their, um, like, all-the-time beers. Like, the good four or six that they've got on always. Yeah. But their seasonals are pretty nice. Mad Elf, sorry, back to business. Uh, Mad Elf, I believe, is brewed September, October. Okay. And we should be able to find it um, right after the pumpkin beers are done. So yeah, excited for right pumpkin before beers. the holiday, like the yeah. Christmas beers come out, basically. So you could do it for Thanksgiving. Oh sure, absolutely. Yeah, we might have to do that this year. We could do a Mad Elf Thanksgiving. Oh my yeah. goodness! Can we invite our listeners? You know what? Uh, cranberry. We can oh my god! Them so go go so well with Mad Elf and Duck Comfy. You know what we should do? We should put together some great Mad Elf pairing holiday meals and make them available, though. Who's going to save Mad Elf that long, except for crazies like us? I said holiday meals. Oh, so, all right, for the new batch that comes in. Yeah. We should do. We should find something to do with it right before it comes out. What do you mean? Why do you have this evil look on your well, face? Well, because we're sitting on all this Mad Elf right now. Yes, because yeah. we are responsible and... <laughs> <laughs> Delayed gratification. That's what the it so- is. The true sign of being an adult. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure it was just the promise. (laughs) Well, we just bought so much that we couldn't drink it all. (laughs) It was the promise that it gets better with age, and I am such a beer snob that I want to find out if it's true or not. Well, that's why you have to buy two or three cases at a time. You have one for drinking right away, and then you have one for like saving till halfway through the year when you're like, I can't wait any longer. Christmas in July. And that'll get you through until it comes out again, and then that last case you just save for as long as you feel like it until, until you want to drink it. I have never had... I mean, I know that I am a full-fledged adult now, um, and I'm trying to be responsible and make life plans, but I've never planned anything so far out as I have planned my one 20-minute IPA rationing. One a year. One on a my year. Birthday. For eight years. Yeah. We're going to have to podcast on my birthday. That's yeah, opening up the one 20-minute every year. That's yeah. A good, yeah. That's a good one, idea. One a year, I like yeah, that for idea. the next eight years. So we always, you know, every January we have a theme episode, and we'll just... It'll be the same one. We'll just be like, how has it changed since last year? <laughs> And then we just say happy birthday to Ian over and over again. It's a great By way to celebrate. I won't even know what's going on. Well, one bottle's not that big. Fair enough. We wouldn't start podcasting well into the day, you know. That's true. Last year, I should not have saved it for my last drink. <laughs> so wait, what, what is that the equivalent of? If it starts at, what, an 18% or something like that? And it 16, gets, you said? Increases. 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, what, four beers? Yeah. Four average American so beers. Yeah. Or I, For one. Irish Guinness, if you want to look at it that it's way. It's like five of those. Yeah. But it isn't, a Guinness comes in a pint. Our bottles of one 20-minute, I believe, are 12-ounce 12 bottles. 12 ounces, yep. So you are technically getting four ounces less. Is a pint 16 or 20? Uh, it depends if you're talking uh, American pint or Imperial pint. Oh, leave it to you to know that. So what's the That's difference? That's why you get those tiny pints in America, but in Ireland... 
or Europe, you get an actual pint. Well, again, which is 20. look at the difference in the beer. You know. So wait, an actual pint is 20 and here it's 16? I believe well, so. Well, but if you buy a pint of milk, it's 16 because it's two cups and there's eight ounces in a cup. Right. Oh my gosh, I'm doing mental math. Well, then the imperial pint is maybe 22 or 24. That could be. It could be one of those nice Bavarian beer mugs, you know, like the boot or whatever. Like they're, they're big. Um, but yeah, so I think it's 12 ounces that's your 120-minute bottle. So technically it's less in terms of the quantity that you're drinking. But even then, you're probably... It would be the equivalent of, say, three or four glasses of wine. Right. Um, Which is basically a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way you pour it anyway. Technically, five <laughs> ounces of wine is the serving. Some people say three. Some, well, actually... Three to five. My cardiologist says three, but that was... That was very optimistic. That's how so you can to. tell you're an adult when you have a cardiologist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. I feel I feel a little grayer right now. <laughs> All right. I don't know that I have any more fun. I, no more trivia. I don't know that I have any more fun trivia. I have two. It's the end of trivia. Very Sound effect. Oh. Sound oh. effect and trivia. Okay. People moaning. <laughs> Whoa. It's sad. Yeah, it's a good idea. Never mind. We don't need the sound effect. We have Ian. We have Ian. That's good. We should do it at the same time, though. Ready? One, two. Why are you counting? Because. All right, all right. I'll do it. I'll do it by your fingers because you're holding up fingers. Oh. That is the most pathetic Actually, that kind of sounded ever like heard. romance movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, gosh. She got with the guy that she should be with. Oh, finally, at the end of the story, which is every romance comedy ever made. Yeah. I was thinking. Except Hope Floats, the worst one. Oh my God, made. it's horrible. So bad. And like one of my favorite songs of all time is in that movie, and it's not worth watching just to get to the song. It's like, ah, oh, soundtrack, thank you. Yes, an American Pint is 16, an Imperial one is 20. Okay. <laughs> Are we back to that? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> it's like five the minutes ago. The recesses of my rant. I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Okay. All right, good. Most glasses that you get at a bar in America are 16-ounce pint glasses. Yes, that's An what we're drinking pint, from right now. Which is why if you get the pint of, of Guinness mm -hmm. in a bottle, it will not fit into your pint glass. Okay. Because it's four ounces too much. That's lovely. Good that problem. That makes sense. It's not a good problem because then you have that little Guinness that's sitting on the side and it's getting warm because there's so little of it and left. And that's true because Guinness needs to that's have why a head. you need it on draft. Yeah. That's true. Guinness but then you're still only getting 16 ounces instead that's of 20. True. Yeah, so yeah. it's still a sad day. There is no good answer except drink with a friend. Just and go to a... Europe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> drink in Europe. That was cool going to Dublin and seeing the Guinness factory and all that. That was that was the best Thanksgiving of my life, for the record. We. I had a lovely Thanksgiving in France. Oh. Changes Did you drink scale. well there? I was 16 or something oh. with my parents, so no. no. I think I had. I think, I think they let me have some wine. <laughs> But yeah, we were on Thanksgiving Day. We, we were... should do that. So what, did your mother ever let you no. drink anything at all ever? No. Does Never. she still? Not even, um, does she still? Yeah. Well, the difference is my mother doesn't she like. She offered her a Bud Light. I oh, heard. It was, it I was heard. traumatic. It was, there was, <laughs> I had to filter my um, very, my response was not as it should be to my mother. Let's just put it that way. Have uh, you taken her to like Tria and stuff? I took does her to she, Tria. Does she know no better? She got chamomile tea at Tria. Uh, are you serious? Yes. Wow. Um, it was also... I'm sure it was good tea. Like 38 yeah. degrees outside in February and freezing. Sounds like a great time for either a nice dark glass of red wine or a fantastic clown shoes. Or a nice mad elf. Yeah, or a yeah, mad elf. Okay, you know, something enough. spicy and... Yeah, what happens when Tria does Mad Elf as their Sunday school? Uh, they don't do it as their Sunday school, but they do feature it, and it's lovely. Uh, I was going to say, that'd be nice. 
Here is the best part about my mother's lack of drinking. Um, I can sometimes convince her to go, say, wine tasting, uh, even one time a tequila tasting with me. Whoa. So she will take a whiff. She that sounds bad on a lot of levels. <laughs> she will make a horrible face, and then she will pour whatever it is we are sampling into my glass. Okay. So it's like a so nice... So she's basically your DD, and yeah. you get to drink twice as much. It's a two-for-one deal. And if all you're doing... Well, what happened was we were wine sampling once in an outdoor venue, and... She was so excited. She decided this was her grown-up year. She, you know, she had hit 50. We were going to really celebrate. We were going wine tasting. And admittedly, it was Pennsylvania wine. It was not exactly, you know, mm. the best wine that you were ever Well, the I mean, Trogues. Oh, wait, we're talking wine. about wine. Wine, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Trogues is awesome. We got off topic. Yeah. We're talking about wine yeah. right now. Well, she would take a sample and then disgusted spit it on the ground and i'm like that is a waste of perfectly good wine i mean okay not good wine but that is a waste of wine it's a waste of pennsylvania wine <laughs> it needs its own qualifier so at the point in which i i scolded her for spitting the wine out um that's when we decided to just start combining forces so that's that's the bright okay side. so you were never allowed to drink at all growing up you were allowed sometimes or? uh mostly my father was okay not with me drinking but i would always be able to have a sip of his beer a sip of his wine um, I think it. in his mind, it was a good idea for me to, you know, clearly at some point in my life, I'd be drinking. Um, and I remember as a kid, like, I, I always wanted a sip of it. And every time I tried it, I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. What am I drinking? <laughs> you know, it'd be like a glass of red wine. And I'd be like, ah, oh, or some beer. And I'd just be like, mm, very strange. Well, but your dad and has good taste in beer. He does. So that was even more intimidating. And, and wine. Your... Well, yeah. yeah, it was probably a little, a little much for my palate to handle at the time. But it was also... I think a good part of the reason why I like good stuff now, and even in college, I didn't, I didn't putz around with Budweiser ever. Uh, maybe during beer pong one time when I didn't know any better. Uh, <laughs> sort of like well, this it's one... Well, bad, it's bad if you're I playing... I don't want to admit to it. You know, <laughs> there was this one time. Beer pong or Beirut from... Or yeah. Beirut, we went that's to... another European adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's bad if you're doing that with one 20-minute. <laughs> yeah, you're did, in trouble. However, that's like a waste, and you're gonna get tanked. Yeah. We had an epic game of Beirut at a beer party once at our house that happened with craft beer because the rule was you weren't allowed to bring bad beer right. to this party. Let's talk about Beirut. What's the difference? Because I've heard that okay. Beirut, you so actually play a good with difference. paddles. Yeah, no beer pong. Opposite. You play with paddles. Yes. Opposite. Yeah, yes. it's the opposite. Mm. Beirut is technically what everybody's playing. And we went to a pretentious college. A pretentious college, so we know that for sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I also well, I went to a. I guess it's probably a hipster college. Well, that that fits. Have you looked in the mirror? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening, I'm glaring at them. Yeah. Both can... at the same time. This is impressive. His eyes go both ways. my eyes in two directions. <laughs> The opposite of cross-eyed, and I'm my, very uh, My grandfather can do that. It's creepy. Oh, man. <laughs> it really is. Did, did your parents let you drink? Or your grandfather, did he sneak you drinks? <laughs> um, so New Year's Day every year, we'd, be, we'd get a chance to drink. And it was just a sip or two. I mean, other than church, you know, where you're... That's oh, we had wine. grape juice at my little thing. Lancaster County church. Well, we did too, but we also had the regular wine. And my parents, every once in a while, would let us drink it. And then we would pretend like we were drunk, and my parents would laugh hysterically. Because church can be boring. Uh, can be. <laughs> can be, absolutely. <laughs> Bazinga. So, uh, no, but we love New God. Year's Day, uh, we, we would always... Wine. Out of water. Our kind of big thing was to... We would rent, like, four movies that were... On VHS. Family-friendly. On VHS, because, you know... Lady and the Tramp. We're old. Um, things like Spaceballs and things like... Uh, so, New Year's Day every year, my parents would get four 
three or four movies or so and we would rent them and there were vhs tapes and we would go and we would sit down um on their bed and everybody would sit together and we watched these movies and they would get one bottle of champagne and they would pour these tiny tiny maybe two sips worth like dixie cups um no they would do it in nice fancy glasses oh that's cool and but dixie uh, cup portion because right? yeah. my mother is allergic <laughs> to alcohol so she can't drink that's without getting something in your family though isn't it right i mean i have it too i can only do a very limited amount otherwise i get really really sick but my mother is low tolerance. Oh, I, I thought it was the designated driver award. <laughs> yeah, yeah, DDA. Oh, that would um, be a good achievement. Yeah, that, DD. Someone file that away. Like the DRDD. <laughs> I like that a lot. DRDD. No, but so. Um, Frembois. <laughs> so we would. Uh, totally not letting you tell you. We would just take like a couple of sips or something like that, and you know, pretend like again, just like at church, pretend like. How we were old-ish drunk. were you? I need to picture this appropriately. So Probably like this six or was, like eighteen. Um, probably up to about fifteen. Six to eighteen. <laughs> about fifteen, probably I'm, fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Fair enough. I'm just 16. impressed your parents had a TV in their room. That's kind of. No. Okay. So here's the thing. No, you they would didn't. Bring the TV into we the room. We brought the TV upstairs. <laughs> That's amazing. And this is, you Good know, question. they weren't flat screen TVs back then. <laughs> no, this no, is the gigantic too, too CRT like a console TV, yeah. like sitting on the ground and they're pushing it up the stairs. <laughs> It was on wheels and a dock. It was not on. We had no wheels. Yeah. No. This was a heavy, heavy ass Sony TV because we always bought idea. Sonys, and we brought yeah, brought it upstairs. Sonys are great. They're good. I yeah, like no, they're pretty. They I don't are. Have so you've right got to carry them. Well, up, I wouldn't you know. want to carry them. Yeah, that was our last TV. Our last TV was uh, uh, three hundred pounds. Three hundred pounds. Three hundred. It was HD CRT. It was that like weird middle ground between when CRTs were on their way out and the flat screens were sort of the popular thing. Well, I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, it was. Re- well, we had to move it so many times. It's not even funny. It's just ridiculously. <laughs> and heavy. once a year, at least. <laughs> Twice yeah, a year. That's pretty much what up we did. Up and down. Almost, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so that's that's my story. So of that my, is the only time your parents. It was either church. Or right. I mean, it was never. They never drank at all. Right. So it was not. So they would a, actually just give you booze. Well, they would drink it. Legal. They would sort of drink it themselves, but they would put it down really, really fast. Yeah, they would. I mean, we probably had three quarters of the bottle left at the end of the night, and they would just throw it out or pour it down the drain. So, or, so amazingly, Ian is the only one. <laughs> no, well, that's was, not, it's not necessarily sad, but how cheap I'm sure. I was gonna say it's was. probably like Andre. Well, <laughs> they would get gifts. Like, that's their big thing is they'd get gifts from coworkers or something like that. So it was actually probably really good champagne. <laughs> it probably was. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. It was yeah. probably like 120 dollar bottles of champagne. Yeah, and we had no idea. And you were all just sipping on it. And <laughs> Which is like college for us, where we were buying 20 and 30 dollar bottles of uh, red wine because it was like, oh, it must taste better. Right. And we had no idea what the hell we were doing. It just tasted like red wine. Yeah. It wasn't out of a box, right? That's what matters. Right, and that's that's. I don't think anything was out of a box. Well, keep in mind we were right around that time period, I guess. In college, since we went to Gettysburg and it was really close to Maryland, we would get in the car and drive to Maryland to buy our alcohol because it, you know, way cheaper, cheaper and a better variety. But no, at the time it was because they had three times the options for Boone's Farm. For Boone's Farm? Boone's Farm. Yeah, they had... Tell me you know what this is, right? I don't know what this is. What is this? It is like this horrible wine cooler beverage that I can't I believe I... It's why... Because I hated beer in college. We just did Natty Light. We didn't really yeah. mess around with the wine coolers. No wonder you hated beer. Exactly. That was the thing. Like, I couldn't figure out why when people we were splurging, would we did Natty Ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's full calorie. Is that the only thing? Smirnoff Ice. Oh. Lemonade. 
that's it's it's sort of just like wine cooler that was the amazing thing i went i took my mom out dancing for her 50th birthday and i say this like i went dancing and i don't i i sat at the table and danced there because i don't ever dance and um i was sat there having a beer and she after a good like hour of watching me and you know i'm always wondering is she glaring at me with those judging eyes she flags down the waitress and she said i think i will have a drink and i was just floored i was so excited i'm like "Ah, my mom is finally finally celebrating and the lady looks at my beer and says you know what are you having and my mother goes what flavor wine coolers do you have? <laughs> and I just died on the inside. <laughs> like, oh, you'd be better off with water and a spritz or something. In now, it. I like, got to say that I think it's pretty interesting to me that both of you came from, like, fairly non-drinking families, uh, and maybe that drove you to drink. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to surmise anything. But you both actually have excellent taste now. Um, Whereas you were raised upright in terms of... Well, and even even my right was still, you know... Not great. We had a lot of yingling and stuff at the house, and yingling was a nice beer, and I thought that way for a long time. I still do. It's a good go-to beer. If I need to get a case for a barbecue or something like that, I'll pick up a case. There are a lot of folks that think yingling is kind of splurging and doing the good beer. Well, well, here's here's my thing about yingling. It's still better than Bud, anything like that, and it's pretty much the same price point. So... Is it everywhere though, or just because we're so close to the It's brewery? probably just because we're so close. Okay. Although it has spread a lot too. Like it's, it's it really the whole has, East Coast yeah. now, basically. You can get it from Florida, at least New York, maybe Maine. I was going to say, I used to have friends um, in Connecticut who would say, oh, you're coming up from Philly. Bring you a need case to, of lager. Yes. Yeah. They would ask. Uh, and, and it's telling that you can go into a bar, at least in Philadelphia, and say, I'll have a lager. And they know that you yingling. don't mean one of our loggers on draft, you mean Yingling. Right. Which um, is an awesome marketing thing. Yeah, no, by the way. you've arrived. Yeah. Right, you that really market. have, yeah. Great. I'd like a stout and they pour you a Guinness, you know, that that's a pretty But most, thing. I mean, American beer for the longest time was all a variety of lager, wasn't it? I mean, I thought this, as I've read it. For the most part, but well, especially East Coast. Um, and I think that mostly has to do with the Germanic. Yeah, uh, the strength of the German population. Yeah, because Germans only brew lager. Right. Uh, and there's only lagers and ales and then variations of those two things. This is what happens when the guy takes a beer class. He comes yeah. out all <laughs> <laughs> uh, So the lager is a German thing, and at least Northeast Coast is very Germanic-inspired in the United States. So, you know, everyone got off the boat and said, well, we got to start brewing some beer. Let's make it and a it lager. Was. Yep. Because they didn't know anything else. But I, I don't know. I just I found it very interesting that you guys uh, have graduated like a cylinder, and <laughs> <laughs> lame puns abound. Oh, I was going to call it a smart kid joke, but if you oh. want to go with a lame pun, that's all right. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I would have expected you of all people to get it. Oh, man, no. Graduated cylinder, no? No, no, okay. Chemistry. What? Okay, you want to oh, move wait, on to listening? Oh, wait, that's a chemistry joke? Yet? I thought it was a, uh, what's the trigonometry or something like that. I don't. You mean math? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was not a math joke. No, it was definitely the... a science joke. Yeah. It was a science joke. That's that's not important. <laughs> so we know he went to a pretentious college. Now his high school is in question. <laughs> this is true. It's not great. No. It's not, not good. Um, how do you guys feel about a little listener mail? I love listener mail. I, I love listeners. Well, well that's yeah. true. It's a really good We feel great step. about so, listeners. Yeah. Let's talk about the mail that they would have sent us if they were listening to us. Right. Well, we have some people who have listened. They just... That's they, true. There, there has been... Yeah. The, for, the for the audience movement. out there, there's been a test podcast that was recorded and You'll submitted to a select few. They will. For our 100th uh, podcast anniversary, they We're just going to play that because we're tired. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're going to take this week off. Yeah. 
That's have fun awesome. Kids. Um, See how far we've come. All right, so I have three questions. I will let you pick. Do you want to hear Laura, Dave, or Juliet? Juliet is a great name. Yeah, got to go with Juliet. Juliet asks the difficult science question of the truth about skunking. Ah! Oh, good. We chose good. Yeah? Juliet. And she feels lame for asking that question, but I think it's... You know what? Juliet, don't feel lame, because skunking is still a hotly debated uh, issue for all the wrong reasons, and mostly it's misinformation. Okay, so uh, school. So what, wait, what is what is the question? Wow, we have we've lost you now for the last. Like, Did we ask minutes. the question? Yeah. What skunking. was the truth <laughs> about skunking? That's a question. <laughs> what is the truth about oh, skunking? Oh, about oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like Jeopardy. Yes. What is? I see. Okay, so we're doing Jeopardy listener mail. Is yes. how this works. I all right. You. I feel like I'm speaking like Captain Kirk now. <laughs> you are actually that <laughs> was pretty one? yeah oh not the new cute one that was that would be fantastic the new cute one the dated olivia one oh, oh no look jason right, I, a think, little. I think we're nerding out a little bit here <laughs> <laughs> hey ian let's get skunking? back to beer beer topic nerds all right so skunking has almost nothing to do with temperature of beer really really uh i don't believe you yet keep talking okay yes if you you know, take your beer into space and it freezes and then you drop it in a volcano and then take it back out, it's not going to be good. Um, <laughs> no kidding. It's also going to be dead. Uh, basically, uh, beer and wine not. are very similar in a lot of regards. Uh, you don't, the reason that wine cellars are as popular as they are is because they contain a, they uh, maintain a constant temperature and humidity. Uh, and what that does is it ages the wine at a normal, consistent, consistent basis. Beer is very similar, where beer wants to be at a same similar temperature. However, if that temperature is like 12, 20 degrees different, not a big deal unless it's like flashed with that heat and then frozen. Uh, that will deteriorate the product. Uh, wine, if it gets really warm, will age faster. So you don't want your wine to necessarily age faster because it doesn't age better. But you, can't, you, can't, you can't take a wine and say, oh, this will be good in five years and heat it up and say, oh, it's ready now. Um, <laughs> no, that sounds dreadful. Yeah. Well, but I think we've all had that beer. Yes, we have. And that beer that doesn't taste quite so great uh, has actually been affected by light. Uh, so is that why the Sunlight. bottles are so it's dark? It's the UV radiation. Uh, that is why most bottles are dark. We still have uh, a fair share of... I mean, your uh, Corona is obviously sure. meant to be drinking the sun. Heineken is too, yeah. 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 Uh, and those beers, they are brewed with the intention of of a certain flavor. That flavor is built into it. And and the sunlight doesn't ruin a beer. It just adds a certain different taste. I was going to say Sorry, that. Sorry, Jason. I'm sure you hated that sound. <laughs> um, but that's that's what your mouth does. Is it kind of it questions it. Um, Stella Artois, I think, is a good example. It's got a little bit of a, a funk to it when you drink it, uh, especially from a bottle. Right. But they know that when they're bottling it. And, and Stella Artois, for those of you who may or may not know, it's, it's in a green bottle. Green bottles allow in a little bit more of the light. Um, Corona, as you said, is, is clear, so that lets in a lot of light. But those companies obviously know what that is. They, they know that this sunlight is getting through their bottles, and they brew accordingly. They could easily change their bottle and make it you know, black glass if they wanted and stop all that light from going through. I'm horrible because I'm listening to this amazing... <coughs> good feedback that he is giving us right now and all I'm thinking of is the fact that my mother offered me a Budweiser from a, like a screw off <laughs> one of those nice like ballpark things yeah. where, and she's but like, I bet it was dark glass huh it was no it was no. like tin oh the tin like, one when, yeah. when I say well, screw off I mean she said doesn't that it lets make so no much light through. no that, that actually lets no light through so yeah. it's actually better it, it's 
There's a much like the new cork in wine, uh, which which isn't cork at all. But it's, it doesn't uh, go rubber. bad the it way that it seals it. Uh, it seals it more perfectly. Cans are actually better for beer than bottles are. I'm but slowly glass is, coming glass around. is way cheaper because all it is is fired sand basically, whereas metal is an expensive commodity. Even in this with world. recycling it, and yeah, everything. Well, I mean, it's not as much anymore. But there is such a resistance to the market. Nobody wants canned beer. Oh, this can't be any good. I'm slowly. Like my core's life. Yeah. I have um, to admit, and slowly, and because some of the beers I've had from cans are awesome. Ten fifty. Ten fifty is unbelievable. An amazing. Uh, we will in a nice winter episode. We will totally break out the ten fifty. It was from a can. We all. It looks like engine oil. It is thick. It wow. pours Black. like engine it oil, is... <laughs> and it tastes nothing like engine oil. I would know. Uh, it's delicious. Um, and the free live free or die. Live free or die. The Twenty First Amendment. Yeah. Um, lots of good stuff in cans, and they actually they protect the beer better. And a lot of people say, oh well, it's got that aluminum taste to it. It's got that metal taste to it, but. Personally, I don't taste that as much. I have to admit, though. I also almost always pour my beer into a glass. That's because true. beer loves to breathe. Like well, and wine. it's it's way more convenient to take cans places. Like it's just so much easier. And I I know that I like live out of my car more than a lot of people do. And I know that I you know take things to people's houses for host gifts and whatever. And it's just to be able to show up with. Would you Would you ever show up with a can of beer though as like a host <sighs> gift? Um, I. No, but I think I'm only maybe like a year away from that point. I think that I have had enough. I think a six pack of ten fifty would be a great. I'm gonna come to your house with a six pack of ten fifty. Well, you're welcome too, because I will drink it. Yes, Um, that's that's why I buy the bottles of Omegang. That's why I buy the Allagash because if I'm gonna show up at someone's house and they're making me dinner, nice big bottle looks good. The seven fifty milliliter, yeah, the cork, yeah, absolutely. And again, corks aren't that great. Well. They look great, they sound great, they do everything really well, but it's not the best way to seal a bottle. Technology's come a long way since then. Cork lets in air. All I will say is I have had wine with a bad cork in it. I've never had a beer with a bad cork in it. I don't know if that's cork technology or just the luck of the draw. I would say it's more likely to be luck of the draw. Could my luck please redirect itself to something more useful? (laughs) Like parking spaces. I was thinking lottery, but okay, yours is more (laughs) practical, I suppose. Not practical for me. I always find parking. All right, so Juliet. Juliet, yes. Skunking. Just, I is hope possible. I hope I answered your question. It's just skunking not the way. can happen. It's probably not what you think. Most people tend to think that it has something to do with temperature. Uh, again, it can ruin a beer if you blast it with heat and then stick it in your freezer and then take it out and like you know throw it on the grill. So, but are we gonna say, dear Juliet, we don't know about your beer preferences, but if you buy beer in darker bottles, you're less likely to get a skunked beer. You are less likely, but buying it in a green or clear bottle is not going to ruin your beer. Uh, you do want to probably not buy something that's been on the floor. Uh, fluorescent lights do it as well, so anything that's so been out So you're saying like a shop, beer store or something? Yeah, that, if, okay. you know, especially like those mega stores where maybe that case has been sitting out for a while. Right. Um, but moral of the story is don't buy beer by the case unless you're going to a barbecue and about to drink it right away. Oh, uh, I love buying beer by the case. I have Mad Elf aging in my basement <sighs> in dark conditions Fine, right now. Fine, touche. You win that dark. round. How long does it actually take for a beer to skunk? Uh, so you're saying, dip- let's say, because we used to have that in college where we'd have it in the closet or something like that. Sure. We'd have it for three months. For real? I thought that was just a stereotype. Beer in the closet? No. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, in the closet well, is good. because you can't have the RAs, you know, seeing the beer and all that because that's oh. an issue. It They're- won't skunk in the closet unless the light's on the whole time. The whole time? Well, well, let's say like you have the door open or something like that. A couple of bottles get hit by it or nah, something like nah, that. You're not going to really be dealing with that. Now, if, there's, the if there is direct sunlight 
I've read that it can happen in as short a time as a minute. Are you serious? I don't know How if I believe that. How delicate a beer would that have to be? Probably. Oh, ooh, that sounds good. I know. <laughs> hey, Jason, what you drinking? <laughs> we're all stopped and paid attention to what you're doing. So we're completely out of the... Uh, Chocolate sombrero. Yes. And so Pretty we have moved on to the Voodoo Donut Bacon Voodoo. Maple bacon Ale maple. from Rogue, which we really should. This is an awesome name and uh, idea, concept for a beer. We're um, double It's double also a pink bottle, which scares me. <laughs> it is a bright pink bottle with like... It's bit. very New Orleans to me. It is. Very much so. I think Pepto-Bismol, personally. But I think both. Well, the color is Pepto, <laughs> New Orleans but the artwork. The artwork is very New Orleans. Yeah. It's, now, uh, only one of the three of us. It's got like this skeleton-esque. Yeah. He's not really a skeleton. Very voodoo. The witch yeah, is yeah it's, a, it's a voodoo it makes me, suit. It makes me excited for Halloween. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> You're going to dress not up the as pink. A, a pink voodoo man? <laughs> Sounds awesome. All right. <clears throat> if I put Rogue on me, do you think people will be... Uh, just wear a little name tag that says, hello, my name is Rogue. Yes. So Are you going to put a white streak in your hair? And yours can be dashing. And uh, we'll go. Can I just go as the beer mistress? Yes. I'll put on a very nice bodice and people will pretend to look me I'm in the eyes. I'm sure you will yeah, be deeply pained by putting on a bodice. Yes. <laughs> Depends how tight you pull it. All right. <clears throat> so, Dave. Dave is a lovely gentleman that I used to act with. And uh, he wants to know if they make a burpless beer. Which, I have to admit, I have not really done extensive research on. However, I have a theory um, that you guys can accept, reject, or, re you know. Refute. Which I'm sure you will refute just for your health because that you're the contrary type. I'm contrary McCafferty. Um, I believe that the closest thing you're going to come to a burpless beer is probably a cask ale. Or a cask beer in general. Um, <laughs> Jason does not like the voodoo too much, too much maple? <laughs> you know what? The bacon... Doesn't really come through. That's what I said. You it's really a lot don't of get it. There's... I don't get. I don't get the smoke as much. I get. I and even so smoke so... is not bacon to me. No, I agree. Right. Yeah. I see. I see smoke more than I see bacon. There is a bacon stout that is ridiculously well reviewed um, online, and yet it's seasonal, and I have not been able to find it yet. So I snatched this up because I saw bacon in the name, but I don't taste bacon. A, I don't dislike it at all. Did um, we look up the reviews of this one? No. No. Okay, wait, sorry. We moved away Go from on. David. We moved David away is, from Dave. David is important. And his burpless beer. I'm sorry, Dave. Um, Cascales. Yes. My theory being that Cascales are generally warmer and Cascales are generally less carbonated. Right. So if you're going to look for something that is not going to make you burp or, you know, if you're on a date and you don't want to have that moment of, uh-oh, that tasted like beer, I think that's probably your best bet. Um, I would absolutely agree. The reason we burp is because of gas. Right. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of gas every time in the we breathe... Beer or eat or anything like that we are taking in gas uh, and when we drink anything that's carbonated we're taking in even more gas and when gas builds up in your body it's got to get out and <laughs> as we all know pleasant. there's only two ways of that happening <laughs> oh, uh, wow. one of them is burping we just thought way off topic no we didn't we're no, right I think on we're topic. directly on topic we're it's just, just not very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. so one of those ways is burping so yes the, the less carbonation so stouts i think are are less carbonated yeah uh cask beers are less carbonated uh, most things that warm up the carbonation has by the time they've warmed up it's basically most of it has escaped the reason that there is uh, head on beers is because of carbonation. So anything with a big head, uh, not necessarily high in carbonation, uh, but the things with less head is probably much less in carbonation. Can I give Jason a little bit of not so surprising news? Yeah. Um, hey, let's go back to trivia for a minute. I just looked up the rating for your Voodoo Donut. Okay. Out of 100, want to guess? Uh, 62. Ian? I was going to say 67. 
77. 77. Really? That high? Yeah. Well, most <clears throat> of the things that we do on podcasts or highlight on our webisodes are at least 85 and above. So I thought that 77 sort of put it in perspective. And again, I will say I don't dislike this beer at all. Uh, I, would, I would drink it again. Good. I have I, another bottle. <laughs> I might not seek it out. Um, but if I saw it, I would say, hey, you know, that was fun. It's the maple is definitely sticking with me. I get that a lot on the uh, on the exhale, which I kind of enjoy. It's you know what sweet. I kind of want to do to it? I want to cook it down. Bacon sticks in it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I want to maple cook... syrup out of it. Yeah, and do like Ooh. a breakfast syrup. That'd be kind of neat. I think that could you a... do that? Yeah, Absolutely. you can reduce it. I have I have this I have this dream of making um, a bacon uh, a bacon bourbon syrup. I just want to make pancakes. bacon bourbon. And so I feel like that already has a lot of the flavors in it. If you could just get a little more bacon in it. See, now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Excellent. successful that way, but unsuccessful in that we now need to eat. Okay. Well, let's save Laura for next time um, because we've already covered a lot. I think it's a great time to go over some of the events that are going on this week. Okay. Um, I would like to start by highlighting Clown Shoes, since that was the brewery that brought us together today. Oh. Uh, they are having their own Olympics in honor of the 2012 London Olympics. Sounds dangerous. I know. Well, that's true. <laughs> drinking in Olympics is a very dangerous combination. What if it's the drinking Olympics? Then we should all enter. Um, but as it is, it is actually not until September. It is Saturday, September 8th. Uh, in Beverly, Massachusetts, and um, there are two different sessions that you can take part in, um, a morning and an afternoon, and uh, they encourage you to dress in a toga, because of course, as appropriately Grecian and Olympic as things are, they're actually giving away prizes uh, for costumes and appropriate attire. So well, if you're in Massachusetts, or, <laughs> that's true, that's probably... Even better. <laughs> yeah. Your likelihood of winning a prize goes up considerably. Well, winning something, maybe not a surprise. <laughs> Ian, what do you got? Uh, in Ardmore, which is a small little suburb outside of Philadelphia. It's a charming little town. It's a charming little town. Uh, not far from where I live, actually. There is a Oktoberfest, which is kind of cool. That's awesome because it's only August, so we're talking about October. But yeah, October is it seriously an Oktoberfest October? in August? No, it's not happening this week. But but they just announced it, and they're they trying did. to drum up some excitement about it. Okay. It's Facebook is a new way to advertise everything. So if you, even like if you don't want to go on to a website to find out what's going on, because there's I know that a lot of big cities uh, like DC has their own. This is what's going on in the beer world page, and Philly has you know drink Philly and all this other stuff. Um, or Philly Beer Week, they sort of go all year round, even though it's a beer week. But if you don't want to go on and find your city online, you can definitely do like a, a Facebook search for maybe some less well marketed events that might still be. Fan fantastic in your own backyard uh absolutely and so this is on 17 cricket avenue uh is where this, this that bar sounds, well sounds that's, charming that's very when specific, you put it that yeah. way cricket, cricket <laughs> avenue um and basically there is a, a bar there that last year was able to uh shut down some of the pennsylvania restrictions and say that it was okay to carry beer outside oh. during wow. a day and wow. surely and you they just and a few other bars <laughs> Uh, set up their own Oktoberfest, and they had tents and music and Lederhosen and all that good stuff oh. going on. Uh, so that's happening Central again PA this year. Central PA is the their, place to Lederhosen. Their second, <laughs> uh, second Oktoberfest, and it is actually happening in September. Well, September that's 29th. Real Oktoberfest. Uh, well, that's though, pretty right? much right exactly. up at Oktoberfest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a good time. Uh, German food, German music, German beer, and uh, it's a great way to support your local community, at least for myself. If uh, I am not going to be there. I'm going to be at Oktoberfest weekend at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair 
because they are tapping kegs for real. So well, they're gonna tap kegs. For Actually, that's too. a whole weekend, and this is just one that's day. That's just one I could day. Do both. You can do both. That would be kind and of fantastic. We can fantastic. talk about. It. We can both do both, and then compare and contrast. There you go, Jason. Wow. Put yeah. on your drinking pants or your drinking leader hosen. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> or put on your uh, designated driver dashing road. Are you gonna award. go to the Renaissance Fair as a St. Pauli girl? <gasps> that's a good idea. That's brilliant. Can I also go as a St. Pauli no. girl? No. Please, no. Please don't. There's like a for hairy leg limit sake, for short shorts. I'll shave. And <laughs> that's worse. That is so I, much I have worse. Beautiful legs. Oh, Jason looks no. killer in a kilt. Just saying. It. Oh, oh. That is that is now gonna live on forever, and it will come up again. At least till all of the recordings die. <laughs> he does edit them. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, looking forward to next time. We're going to chat about a brewing with Verlin. And if anybody else has any questions before then and would like to drop them off, uh, you can just email beermistress at dashingrogue.com or definitely find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dashingrogue. And if you are particularly interested in the drinkings, eatings, and nonsense of our lives, uh, you can follow us on Twitter too. I am at beermistress. We often check in uh, at where we're drinking, so if you want to come out and join us sometime, absolutely, you're welcome. What's your Twitter handle? Rogue underscore, no, dashing underscore rogue, I'm sorry. He's so dashing, he forgets. I'm so dashing <laughs> that I look in the mirror and often forget what And I'm you can saying. follow Jason on Twitter if you want. You'd just be disappointed when he never, never tweets anything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I have no idea what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> All right, then. Until next time, I'm Shannon. I'm in. And I'm out. <laughs> this is dashingrogue.com. Okay, bye. Can we, have a funny, can we have a funny voice that pops in and says that? <laughs> just somebody else, like, entirely. Dashingrow.com. Okay, bye. I'll just increase the speed a little. There you go. <laughs>